Yo, what's going on, everybody? I'm running a little bit late. It is 1.03 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois, but it is time for another live stream. Today is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Hopefully, you guys are having a great day. Again, I apologize for running a little bit late, but uh, the morning just kind of got away from me a little bit. Um, went for my run, and then uh, took the kids to the grocery store, stocked up the house a little bit on some food, and then uh, had some lunch, and I kind of just sat down on the couch, and I was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I couldn't get moving. So no real great excuse except for the fact that I'm just tired. So hopefully you guys are doing okay as well. Everyone listening on the podcast, the audio-only version, hopefully you are having a good run out there as you're listening to this or on your drive home. And everyone watching this on YouTube later, hopefully you've had a great day and are re relaxing and winding down. All right, sorry about that. I moved stuff around in a little bit of a different area and I'm finding that I made some poor choices because I keep bumping stuff, but let's see what we got. Um, all right, we got runner Will here in the chat. He says, hello everyone, hope you're having a lovely day. What's going on, Will? Martha gives a wave emoji. Sean Devlin says, hey everyone, with a heat, uh, with a uh, another wave. He says, heat wave in Massachusetts has broken, ran nine this morning and didn't feel like I was drowning. Awesome, so I think that's this one. No, not that one. No. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. This one will work too. <laughs> for the uh for the end of the um heat wave. So that's good. It's actually been pretty balmy here in Chicago. It's going to start warming up. Well, it's been uh, it's been balmy for me because I run in the morning. Afternoons have been getting a little bit warm. Um it's supposed to heat up over the weekend and then cool off for the for the next week. So, looking forward to that. Um Quick thing I wanted to mention is yesterday I was uh, it was after dinner and I was filming the video today's video um, I was filming it and all of a sudden I could hear a whole bunch of commotion happening upstairs um, like I don't, it, you could hear it in the video too like the sliding door for the backyard which is like right above me I started opening and closing a whole bunch uh, and the kids were like screaming and um, so I just kind of like waited for the the noise to to calm down. And then after I'm done filming, I go upstairs and I was like, well, what was all that noise, guys? And uh, my wife was like, well, we were outside and playing. And some of the neighbor kids, there's a house like kind of like, not catty corner, but a little bit further down the hill. And we can kind of see their backyard from our house. Those kids were out too. That house, apparently, I thought that house had five kids. They have six kids. But it was also cousin sleepover time. And then some of the kids that lived there had some friends over. So there's like a, it was like birthday party level number of kids. Um, we're out playing in the other house down there. The baby, I don't know where the baby got a whistle. I don't know why we let her have a whistle, but she has a whistle. And she's just been blowing the whistle, and she, we won't let her blow it inside the house. So, like, anytime she goes outside the house, she's just blowing, like, like toot, 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 like, blowing a whistle, like, incessantly. And I'm like, you got to stop, because someone thinks that you're going to be in distress. But she was blowing the whistle, and apparently the kids heard the whistle, saw that there were two other kids playing in their yard and they all came over with some parents. They all came over as a horde, took my two kids and my wife and they, they like engulfed them into their, um, into their group, which was a lot of fun because that house has a trampoline in the backyard. They just got one. And so it's been pretty funny. And then, um, so then apparently some of the younger ones were just like telling, like it was like a little conference of the five and six year olds. The younger ones were like, hey, if you ever want us to come over or if you want us to come get you, just blow your whistle and we'll come get you. <laughs> and so my, the baby is telling me about that. And like already three different times today, she's like, daddy, can I go outside and blow the whistle? And I was like, no, no, not, not yet. Not yet. So, yeah. So uh, it, was, it was fun. I mean, that's one of the you know reasons we moved out here is just so like kids can kind of like free range a little bit more and uh, just have some fun. So I was really excited to see that. All right. Let's ask, get to some of these um, questions in the chat. Um, all right, we got Calvin says, hey, Co, what gel is most like Martin in terms of viscosity as in less thick, but for a better price? Basically, you need a daily driver gel. Um, I mean, Mar Martin for me tastes like I'm eating um, jelly, like grape preserves, you know, like fruit preserves. Um, and I would say that there's no other gel that's quite like that. But if you're trying to say, like, what's not like goos, where they're, like, really pasty, like eating, like, toothpaste, um, there's a couple that you could look at, uh, especially for price. I would I, I always recommend people to science and sport. 
uh, it's a little bit more liquid or viscous, less viscous. Um, it's very, very thin. It's almost like putting water in a bag, you know, so it's like super, you have to be careful when you open it, otherwise it'll like splash all over. But the price per unit is really good. I think we talked about this yesterday or maybe the day before. Price per unit is really good. Buy the 30-pack. I go through them all the time. You know, I just basically, if I'm not sure if I'm going to need a gel, I'll just run with it because uh, the packets are pretty, like, durable. So, like, even if I take it for a couple of runs, it's not going to, like, hurt it. Um, and then I always just kind of have a just-in-case gel on me for any run. And it's under a dollar per unit if you buy, like, the 30-pack. So that's the one that I would probably recommend first. Um, other gels that I like, uh, aren't going to help too much in terms of the price department. I mean, everything's cheaper than Martin, but like science and sport spring energy, those are good ones. Um, those are just kind of like eating food. Um, so I like those, um, but they're not super thick. So that's one that you could try. Uh, Brian Castro says, hi everyone. I'm running a half marathon on Saturday. Any thoughts on racing hilly courses over flat ones? Um, I, I, I would say, and I've talked to people that handle it differently, but my approach on it is to run even pace and no, don't run even effort. Don't worry about even pace. Sorry, I messed that one up. Run even effort, not even pace. So what that's going to feel like in practice, it's going to feel like you're pretty much like shuffling up the hill and then it's going to feel like you're running way too fast down the hill. So like you don't have to like completely make up all the time on the downhill part. But like um, you're going to go a little bit faster than your kind of like race pace on the downhill. Let gravity help you. Um, and on the uphill, I think of uphills as recoveries. So like that's where you're going to like really slow down. Don't worry about it. Let your heart rate try to recover compared to your race pace. That's kind of how I approach it. Um, Terry Marlong said, six kids, mom and dad need a different hobby. I mean, I, I think that's awesome. And apparently they have the same, like they were saying, like they have the same floor plan as us. And I'm like, we have a total of four people living here. They have a total of eight people living there and they got cousins over tonight. So that's a lot. That was a lot of people, but I think it's cool. I mean, my, my sister-in-law has five kids and I just think, I mean, I, I think I come from a big family on, on my side in Korea, but I never really knew very many of them growing up and it was just kind of us. Uh, I mean, we, we, you know, we grew up in a church community, in an immigrant church community. So that becomes your family. So I kind of had the big family thing, but I also didn't. It was just the, kind of like the four of us most of the time. I've always loved big family environments. It's one of the things about my wife and her family that I love is she comes from a big family. So like, I just, I like being surrounded by people. I like being more of a wallflower, you know, but, um, and my daughter is definitely picking up a lot of my similar traits and characteristics. I mean, I'm getting major deja vu. My, my family moved when I was exactly her age, and it was a tough move for me. And I'm trying to, like, put myself into her position. I think she's having some an anxiousness. I don't want to say anxiety. She's having some, you know, nervousness um, leading into school starting in about a week. Two weeks. Yeah. We're getting there. Um, Luke Klein wants to know if this is a 10 junk miles tea. No, it's, it's a morning shakeout. Which way should I go? Morning shakeout. Uh, so a Mario Fraioli t-shirt. All right. Uh, let me keep scrolling down and catch up with you guys. Steve Zimmer says it's the Von Trapp family and the whistle. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more it's more like a uh, like a bat signal, you know, is kind of what I'm thinking about it. But, you know, it's been a while since I didn't like the sound of music. I think that's what, that's what that reference is, right? Maybe that's what it is. Um, Stevie 76 says, school started for today for us? That's so early. And I've been seeing, like, on Twitter and Instagram people, like, whose kids started, like, August 1st. August 1st? I mean, how fantastic is that? It's great. Um, I mean, people are weird about the school year, right? And I feel like the last two years, like, totally uh, exemplified how, like, inconsistent and irrational people can be about schools. Um, sometimes. I mean, I think they're actually being quite reasonable, but it has nothing to do with education or the children. But, um, yeah, August 1st is early. Today's August 10th. Again, that's super early. We start August... The Monday I get back from Boston, so not this weekend, but next weekend is their last weekend. So I've got, they've got like, uh, what's that, like three, seven, like 10 or 11 days. Yeah, it's two, like two months, I don't know, less than two weeks before they start school. And that's early. Although Chicago public schools would have been starting about the same time anyway, because uh, they wanted to start early this year. And so all the parents, all, all the parents who were so mad about 
kids not being in school long enough, you know, during like remote schooling time are all super, the exact same parents are super mad that summer vacation isn't longer. That's kind of where we're at. Life Maximus says schools here in Atlanta started last week and they get out mid-May. That's pretty cool. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, starting this early doesn't make a lot of sense in Atlanta because it's so hot, but getting out mid-May does. In Chicago, so here's the big change for my kids. Um, my kids used to start like the week before Labor Day, like right around end of August, first like first week of September. And then last year they didn't finish until like June 20 something. So like almost July by the time they were done. This year, they'll finish at, like, Memorial Day. So they're pretty excited about that. Um, all right. Robert Krieger says, that's a great picture, Robert. I like this. Nice, nice photo. Uh, it says, is it best to use gels on all longer runs, or is it better to try and adapt the body to push through the bunk? For half or more races, I always gel, but what's the best for training? Um, I think that there, I think if, one, I think that that kind of thinking is a little bit overrated. And number, like, unless you're training to, like, you know, try to win a race. Like, if you're trying to, like, PR a marathon or a half marathon, and you're not trying to, like, strategically break a pack kind of thing um, and, like, you know, take souls, that kind of uh, racing tactics, if you're just trying to run it fast, I think that's a bad idea, and you almost never want to do that, in my opinion. I'm not a coach. I'm not a dietitian. But that's what I'm thinking because the way I think of my long runs is uh, the fueling for me on the long runs is not just so I can get through this run, but also so I'm not super depleted for tomorrow and the following day's run. Right. And so like the idea is that I never really want to go to the well that often during a marathon training block. Maybe if there's a time trial, but keep the time trial short, 5k, maybe 10k, maybe race a half marathon. Although like, I don't love racing for like, half marathon PRs anymore. I just like to run PR, half marathons kind of fast, um, but not like try to PR them. But maybe I want to do that now. Now that I've said that, I want to do that. But um, the idea for me thinking like I, my recovery starts during the run. And so like, yeah, I could probably try and figure out ways to like do, some people do like carb depletion runs, glycogen depletion runs, fasted long runs. And I'm just like, that's cool. Um, but like how many days is that going to take you out of commission? You know? Um, so like, that's kind of how I think of it. Um, Frank says shorter summer break makes childcare arrangements very difficult. Yeah. I mean, I completely, I understand that like the reason why parents get mad about summer breaks, whether they're too long or too short is because it interferes with summer plans. Um, so I get it. I get it. But it's like, you know, when it comes to summertime, you know, people want tend to want longer summers. And when it comes to school closures, like because of weather or plague, um, people are like, we got to get those kids in school. So it's just like, all right, pick one. Can we pick one and then at least use one level of logic? You know, I get it. I get it, I think. Uh, David Patterson, good to see you again, says, December 11th, I'm running the Honolulu Marathon. Ooh, and I'm also signed up for the Disney Marathon January 8th. Any tips on how to recover and not lose fitness? I don't think you're going to have to worry about losing fitness. I mean, assuming you're not going to just stop running, right? And so the thing that I would say is pick one of those two run races to be um, an A race. So the next video that's going to come out for me, um, I did unbox that New Balance stuff. Um, and so I'm going to talk about my marathon schedule a little bit. Uh, I don't really go too much into like my planning or like training or goals for those races, but I'll be running a marathon in, and you guys know this, I think already running Chicago in October, New York in November, and then CIM in December, and then probably hopping in. I, I may or may not run Houston half. I might just watch Houston, try to film it, but, um, yeah. So the goal for those is just going to be, you know, CIM, I pick one. You get to pick one. That's kind of like the race that you're going to try to run fast. And the rest of them have fun. So I think that's going to be key number one. Um, not that you can't run uh, two fast marathons within a one-month period. Um, people have done it before. A lot of times when people need kind of like a revenge race, you know, let's say they screwed up Chicago and they also have like Indianapolis on their, on their calendar, people, people can do that. 
but um you know i would try to pick one that's going to be your race maybe plan on running honolulu really well and then if it ends up not being a great day for it you know back off on it back off on it and then regroup for january 8th so that's one thing is just be mindful that you have two marathons on the calendar and then number two is um you know just a lot in the first couple of weeks after honolulu make sure you're doing just a lot of movement it doesn't have to be a ton of running maybe get on the bike maybe just walking around a lot but get the body moving you know relatively quick um kind of like i want to say like not al dente is not the right word but like to kind of to taste if you're not feeling great rest more if you're feeling like the movement helps keep moving and then you'll find out and don't rush to get back into it because if you just run a marathon you're fit you know so like you don't have to worry about that but make sure you're just in as good of a shape as possible for january 8th um ali salman says what would your dream frankenstein shoe be mix and match different tech from different brands people ask me this a lot and people ask me like would i ever want to like design a shoe and i always say no because if i ever designed a shoe franken shoe is like the great term that you're using here because it would a shoe that i designed would end up looking like the car that homer simpson designed do you guys remember that episode when his brother was danny devito but not a real life danny devito like it was he had homer had like a twin and he was like, had all his hair. He was good looking, rich guy. Um, and um, he owned a car. He owned like, basically like, he was like F Ford, right? And so he's like, Homer, I want you to design a car. You're my brother, I trust you. And like all the um, design team would keep coming to the guy and be like, sorry, the power lights are flickering. Um, so I'd be like, uh, boss, uh, this guy's got some crazy ideas. He's like, I don't want to hear about it. This is my brother. He's a genius. Let him design it. And they designed the car and it was just like a disaster. That's what would happen if I designed a car, <laughs> uh, or I designed a shoe. I just think it would be gross. Um, I'd say one of my favorite, my favorite shoes right now is a Nova Blast three. So, I mean, you know, maybe like if we had, if we'd figure out like a knit upper, uh, like a knit upper from like the Epic React three, the midsole of the Nova Epic React one upper, uh, midsole of the uh, Nova Blast 3, and then outsole. Uh, I mean, Nova Blast 3 outsole is pretty good. So, I mean, that's kind of what it would look like. I mean, the Nova Blast 3, it's not knit, but it's a super stretchy mesh, so it's pretty It's pretty good. Um, I also like the upper for the Carbon X3. It's a knit upper. Really, really nice. So, like, that's another nice one, too. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily need a plate in there, um, for a dream shoe. Cause if I were to design a shoe, I wouldn't design a race shoe. I would want to wear, I have a shoe that I could wear like every day. Mm. Sean Devlin says about revenge races. It feels like they're all revenge races these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know the feeling of that. I did like four marathon training blocks in a row last year um trying to break three you know so uh yeah i know the feeling i know the feeling you just keep thinking you're close and you want to keep the momentum going but um i'm glad that i eventually did hit under three hours and uh i could take a little bit of a break like i'm doing now uh zappy max says what are honey singer waffles good for long runs before runs after runs or during runs uh i like them as snacks they're tasty um they're delicious uh i guess you could eat one before a run they're conven they're convenient right so that's the one thing about it um and so like you could it's like a packaged food that is tasty i think that they're really popular in the ultra running community um where you know like if you were just to eat like a granola bar like all day that might get like annoying as a flavor so it's just another thing that you can kind of choose the problem with the like, hon honey stinger waffles or any of the stroop waffles is that like they're they're gonna break if you put them in your pack they're just gonna get all crushed right and so like i don't love the idea of like carrying them as portable food i think they're convenient food but i don't think that they're that portable you know what i mean so i i mean i my favorite place to have a stroop waffle is on an airplane frankly Ooh, Tommy runs. What's going on, man? He's got three on the calendar, too. Yeah, you're doing, Tommy. Well, Tommy, you're going to be in Falmouth. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, right? Um, I've been seeing all the uh, elite lists coming out. Chris Chavez just tweeted out the elite list for the men and women at Falmouth. I'm like, we need to put out like a non-elite list 
for who's it all going to be at, at Falmouth this year. Um, but what are your three, Tommy? You running? Are you running? You're going to be in Chicago. You're going to be in New York, right? Or are you going to? Are you are you doing Erie? For some reason, I thought you were doing Erie. Maybe you're doing Erie too. I don't know. Jason says he's running Berlin, Chicago, and then a virtual New York City entry to get for 23. So I'm going to be pushing my body to its limits this year. Berlin is the A race, and the rest will be super easy pace. Yeah. So wait, isn't isn't Berlin like the week before Chicago this year? Like usually they're like two weeks apart. They're usually very close. But I thought, isn't there like a, a marathon within a week of Chicago, or is that London? I think I don't remember. <laughs> Unky Herb, that's right. <laughs> that's <was> Homer's brother. Duhlein <laughs> uh, wants to know if my friend can chew would have cup holders. No, it wouldn't have gator attachments either, and it it would, but it would be sure to have a place you could put a stride foot pod. That's one thing it would have for sure. Um, I don't think that my Frankenshoe would have boa uh, fasteners just because I like knit. And like boa and knit don't make sense together. Right? <laughs> New Bedra Powell makes a pow, pow, powerful car. It's <laughs> uh, funny. CV76 mm. says, you know, with the lights flickering, just as long as the house not built up an old cemetery. Well, you know, it's in a new subdivision. So, you know, here's one of the things that I was, I think I was telling Connor about this over the weekend is that this house that we bought, it's in, it's like an, the subdivision has been around for a while, but they're like kind of like, so they add houses in spurts. And this house, uh, the original owners bought it and like sold it within like a year. And um, in our house hunting, did I tell you guys a story? I don't think I did. In our house hunting, my wife and I would um, find houses that like kind of felt in like a couple of categories. One, their ki their last kid just graduated from high school, so they're leaving the areas with the good schools, good public schools, but high property taxes, and they're getting out. The other one uh, was um, there was a divorce or like a death, something, some sadness, right? So you can and you could always sense it in the open house. Like that there was something, there was a sadness hanging in the air. And I couldn't figure out what the deal was with this house. Like, why why were they leaving so fast? Because you could see that it's all public record. Like, when was the house, like, closed on in the contract? When did they move in? Uh, and they moved in, like, right at the big, they, they bought the house before the pandemic, and they moved, like, September of the pandemic. So while we were, like, in, like, New Vienna, living in New Vienna, that's when these people moved in. And some of the conversations we had with the neighbors are like, well, it's so great to see like people living here and moving furniture in and really getting settled. So like, that's kind of strange. And when my wife signed up for like garbage, like the local garbage, like the garbage company, the garbage pickup company was like, we don't have an account for you guys. But I think the guy that used, the family that used to live here, the guy worked for waste management. So I'm guessing it was like, I don't know. Everyone was like, oh, that makes sense. He probably just took his garbage to work. And I was like, that makes sense to you guys? Anyway, we couldn't figure out what was the story. It wasn't sadness that was here, but it was kind of like odd that like the house didn't really feel lived in. It how, like people were like clearly living here, but like kind of like in the way that people live in like an Airbnb. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel lived in. And so we were like, well, they probably just bought the house, realized that like now housing is crazy because of the pandemic. Everyone from Chicago is trying to move out to the suburbs and they could probably flip it, which they did for quite a bit more than what they paid for. And really, that's probably it. But then, cause I'm like, I doesn't feel like there's a divorce. I don't feel like someone just died. They do have, like I saw like a high school diploma in when, you know, we were looking at the house. And so I was like, uh, is that it? Maybe like all their kids just moved out. But why would they buy a house if all their kids were going to move out in like a year or two? So like, I didn't understand. And so every once in a while, I would like joke. I'm like, I think it's because this house is haunted. The house is probably haunted. That's why they sold it. I'm like, is that something? Is that a required disclosure under Illinois realty law? That you have to, if you think the house is haunted, if there's paranormal activity. I'm like, I don't. You got to disclose if there's been water damage. You have to disclose if there's like radon in the basement. But do you have to disclose if you think it's haunted? I don't know. So that's kind of been the that's kind of been the joke. Um, but I don't know. 
Because one, one other thing is on some of the doors, there's like a marking on the inside of the doors. Um, my wife couldn't figure out what it was. She's like, do you think they like blessed it with holy water or something? Like, no, I think that they had hung a nail in a door, hung something on it, and then tried to fill it and paint it. And then the paint dripped. But probably the house is haunted. Maybe they had to have an exorcism here. <laughs> that was a long story. But yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> um jc says you usually have to disclose a death in the house do you yeah, i don't i don't know if that's the law no i'm I, but that is something that i would want to know but i think that there's a catch-all in in illinois like the realty disclosures that like if there's something that would be reasonably be understood to be important information that a buyer might want to know um yeah cv76 says but it's a friendly ghost casper well, you know, my daughters have been watching a show about a, a, a girl that moved into a, a new house and there's a friendly ghost that lives there. So, yeah. Mm. Terry says, more likely it was a crack house or used to grow weed. Have you checked to see if the electric uh, eater meter has been bypassed? No, I haven't really looked at it. Um, I mean, it'd be a lot of effort to do that and live here for a year and brand new construction in a very conspicuous spot at the top of a hill. So I don't, I don't know if that's it. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Sean says the neighbors will know the dirt. Yeah. No one's mentioned anything about like, and notice anything weird at the house. So there's, there's been no like strange conversations lately. Mostly it's just like, it's good to see people like living there uh, and moving in and like bringing furniture in. So there was another question that I wanted to say. Oh, Davin wanted to know, on your latest trip, did you get any info on the Hoka Rocket X2? It's supposed to come out this year. Um, we mentioned, we talked, we discussed it very briefly. I told them I was very excited for it and please send me some as soon as they have some to send out. I don't think that it's delayed or anything like that. I think it's probably going to come out. My guess is it'll, well, see, so like the New York uh, Marathon uh, elite lists were also published today. Um, Al I think Alephine and Steph Bruce are going to be running New York. And I think both of them have already been running in the Carbon X too. Um, but uh, I did get to see, oh, it's not that I got to see, but um, something that I wouldn't have picked up is a Hoka person told me, if you look at Alice Wright's, I don't know if it's her most recent post, but one of her very recent posts. She's wearing a black shoe. There's going to be a black version of the Carbon X2. And I'm like, I don't know. I really like the the kind of the one that um, Alephine and Steph Bruce have been running in because it kind of feels like like an updated but retro Hoka colorway. And I kind of really like that for the Carbon X2, making like signifying that it's like a signature Hoka shoe, you know. Um, so Hoka's really excited about it. Um, but we didn't talk about release dates. I always kind of forget to bring up those kinds of things. Um, cause usually when shoes get discussed, they're like just getting discussed in like, in the context of like seven or eight different shoes. And so like, I, if you told me all these dates, I'd just forget them all anyway, but I'm pretty excited for it. It's going to come out this year. And I'm guessing that like, I'm hoping that like before fall marathon season is when it'll come out. Uh, Steve says, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. You know what movie I just saw on the airplane when I was traveling? Uh, Ghostbusters. There's another Ghostbusters um, that came out. After Ghostbusters Afterlife. Have you guys seen that one? That was actually really good. I really liked that one. Um, it was very funny. Uh, I, don't, I, I think I could probably show it to my kids. Maybe not the baby, but I think the older one. Probably the older one. I think she. I actually think she might like it. Um, but it was good. Mm. Adam Chamberlain says, are you coached or following a plan for your 5K training? Um, I think I'd be very frustrating for a person to try to coach me so I don't have a coach. I'm following, uh, loosely following a Jack Daniels running plan, uh, Jack Daniels running formula 5K plan. Um, he breaks down his 5K training into four phases the first phase is kind of just like a just getting in shape phase. There there aren't even workouts listed. Um, he's just kind of like do a bit of this, do a bit of that, uh, get in shape. 
phase two is where I jumped in. That's usually like where the workouts start. It's six weeks. And then phase three is also six weeks. And kind of like in the video today, I talked about like, you know, a lot of like overspeed work, like, so like mile pace, I don't think I'm using overspeed in the wrong context here, but it's mile pace kind of repetitions. And then phase three, it gets you more into like race pace, uh, intervals. And that's also six weeks. I don't have 12 weeks, um, to dedicate to a 5k or I just don't want to. <laughs> and so I'm going to do three weeks and three weeks. Phase four for Jack Dan's running formula plans, um, kind of have like high school and collegiate cross country seasons in mind. So like the weeks are all kind of like in maintenance mode with like, you're probably racing this Saturday. If you're not racing, do this workout. So like, I don't really need to look at phase four that much. So I'm just going to focus on phases two and three in his training program. Um, so that's the breakdown. So, and I think I got like four weeks until exactly a month, a month from today, September 10th is when, uh, the Itasca October Fast 5K will be. Mm, all right. Ah, oh, Shannon's here. She says, yo, I miss you guys. Thank goodness there's Strava where we can interact if live stream doesn't work out. Well, it's good to see you. Mm. Lou Klein backing me up. Ghostbusters Afterlife was great. It was good. I really liked it. Um, Adam wants to know why isn't it just called color instead of colorway? Damn Brits. I don't think that's why it's called colorway. I think it's, I, I don't love the term colorway. I like the term version better, be, but that also can be a little bit confusing. Um, but like, so I was like, this is the black version. This is the blue version. This is like cornflower blue, you know, whatever the color may be. But the reason why they don't just call it color is because there's usually multiple colors on a shoe. And so that's kind of why. But I mean, it's like, it's not like they list every single color when they give you the name of the colorway. So like, I don't know. I don't think colorway is necessary. I had a conversation a long time ago. I forget I was talking with Jamie maybe where I just told, we went talked at length about why the word colorway is silly. It's a weird term of art. Mm. All right. Lou Klein says, are the neighbors cool? Uh, on the one side, we've got uh, a retired couple. They, uh, they're they really nice. They got two little dogs, two little pugs. And um, they sit on the front porch and drink coffee in the morning. They're real nice. Um, they are a, a probably a little bit younger than my in-laws. But uh, they have a couple of children grown children and they have i think six grandkids that come over from time to time and so we've been talking to them and we're like is it all right if the kids play when the grandkids are over and we're like yeah sure bring them over you know my my kids have lots of cousins so they're used to that so yeah that's cool and on the other side uh it's a very young couple it's just the three of them uh the one guy's originally from the east coast so he was excited to learn that i'm originally from new jersey um He's a finance guy, uh, and he like. <laughs> did I tell you the story? I was out there mowing the lawn, and when he the one when he came over, his yard is much nicer than mine, very well taken care of. So I always feel like he probably looks over like to the right and is like, "Ah, oh, that guy." Anyway, so I was like, "Hey, you know, if you know, if you think I'm doing something wrong, you let me know. I'm, I've not owned a house before. I've owned a home before, but never like a house and a yard and stuff. So like, I just don't know. Let me know." He's like, "You're fine. You're cool." And I'm like, "All right, great." And um, he saw me, I was mowing the lawn in Mizuno Wave Rebellion and I had a Puma running shirt on. And like, you know, a lot of times when people ask you what you do, you know, it depends, you know, the context. I don't usually lead with like, I'm a YouTuber um, or I'm a, a running influencer. So like, he's like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I make videos running about running usually because I was wearing all this running stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, where, where do you make them for? I'm like, I make them for, for myself or sometimes for brands. He's like, where do, you, where, where, do you, where do you put them? I'm like, well, they're usually on YouTube, so I'm a YouTuber. He's like, oh, okay. So it was like four questions, three, four questions deep. He really wanted to know. Um, and he's like, uh, he's wearing these really super beat up pair of ons. He's like, what do you think about on shoes? And I'm like, I could see that he's got the ons on. And so I, I, I wanted to be like, well... It was just that, you know, I wasn't sugarcoating. I'm just like, 
I think they make great shoes. They're just not my favorite kind of shoes. Um, they just don't seem to agree with me. And he's like, what kind of shoes do you like? Well, I'm like, well, Asics is great. Hoka is great. Saucony, New Balance. There's a lot of brands that are making really great shoes. Even with On, I like the Cloud Monster. I like the Kraut Stratus. There's a couple of the models that I do really enjoy. So, you know, there's always, you know, it's a, I was like, it's a good time to be a runner. There's something for everybody. You'll find it if you need it, if you like it. You know, he's like, oh, okay, great, great. So he's nice. He and his wife, they're a younger couple. Um, they have a baby. They have a newborn, and that's it. So, like, they have a house. I think their house is a little bit smaller than ours, like bed, square footage and bedroom-wise, but um, just the three of them in there. And what's funny is he goes, wait, so it's you, your wife, and you got two daughters, just the four of you in that big old house? And I was like, wait dude, you got three. And so I was like, yeah, well, you know, we got, my wife's been working from home for like a dozen years. So finally getting off of her off of a uh, folding table as her work desk, you know, and she doesn't have to un like fold it and put it away every night. Uh, so she's got an office and then, uh, you know, we got a space for in-laws to come and visit. So, yeah. So it's been good. It's been good. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me keep scrolling down. You guys are funny. <laughs> Steve 76 says, Hi neighbor, what do you do? I'm a trophy husband and part-time influencer. <laughs> That's funny. Uh yeah, I don't I don't think that people would like that around here. I don't think this is a place where there's a lot of like trophy wives, you know. Um so like maybe people would think that was funny, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that, that joke, you gotta be careful what town you, you you do that joke and people might not like that. People might think that eh, it's too close to home. Um, Edgehan says, you run me too. I only run in the Adidas Ultra Boost. They're so comfy. Some people love, for some people, the Ultra Boost really works. Um, you know, but like there are some shoes that just got ruined for me, right? Two pairs of shoes come to mind and shoes are ruined for me. Not because the shoes are necessarily bad. Um, but they weren't good enough to get overcome by like kind of like their celebrity spokesperson, let's say. So the Ultra Boost is one of those where I'm like, I'm just like, I'm not going to run in Ultra Boost anymore. Um, and then the Allbirds is another one where I'm just never going to wear an Allbirds. I'm just not interested. So I, I know I'm probably missing out, but I'm, I'm okay. There's a lot of shoes out there. Hmm. <laughs> uh. All right, Eric's getting some fiber optic installed. Man, nice. That's cool. Uh, all right. Where is there another one? Oh, what did it get to in the chat? Mm. Sorry. Yeah. See, I'm, we're going going back to like the word colorway. You can name a color scheme: rainbow, tie dye, blueberry. I agree. So the the way colorway is unnecessary. Yeah, I you know, and you know what? I found myself slipping into using it more just because everyone else around me uses it. I'm gonna just stop saying the way part. I'm just gonna say color. What color is that one? Orange blast. What color is that one? Sale. You know, like I'm just gonna say like what the color scheme is. There we go. Mm. Midlife Runner says, uh, put a bunch of emojis in front. I like that. Got a puppy, monkey, and a baby chick. He says, instead of racing or outrunning a Tesla, I'm going to listen to a ritual podcast and stop when he stops. Interesting to see if I could finish the long run and how many miles that equates to. It depends. Some of his episodes are real, the roll-on episodes. Those are going to be like two and a half hours long. So like sometimes that takes me through an entire long run. Um, most of the time I can finish them. So like, my, I mean, right now I'm in a little bit different. I'm in like 5K training mode. So like my everyday runs, I've shortened down a little bit. Like aerobically, I feel like I could go longer, but like, I feel like those track sessions are hard on the body. Like my feet hurt, um, like they're tender, you know, cause I'm in spikes a little bit more or a lot more than I normally am. So I've been cutting it down a little bit, but during marathon training, like my typical run is about an hour and a half to an hour, 45 minutes a day. That's pretty much an hour ritual episode. That can get me, I can, I can get through that. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Scott says, going back to the colorway thing, it should be referred to as style as in other apparel items. But isn't style like a different like cut, you know? Style wouldn't be like the same shirt, but just in different colors or pattern, right? A different style would be a different, like a different skew, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't really know that much about retail. Scott says colorway, though, is style. Okay, well, all right. Um, yeah, one horsepower says need to figure out the audible to Garmin watch conversion. Wish it were more. Wish it were more seamless. If that, if I mean, I tried downloading something from the Garmin Connect store and it just didn't work. But it would require you to like I I don't know. It's basically like it felt like I was burning MP3s to to CDRs again. Uh, I was like, this is too many steps. I'm not gonna do that. You know, so I was like, this is a lot. Um, but like, I wish that there were a way to do that because I do love audiobooks quite a bit. Um, JP wants to know if I'm gonna do a Mach 500 mile review. Yeah, um, I don't know how many miles I have on them. Probably a good 30 to 40 um, at this point. I'm not sure, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there pretty soon, I think. Um, basically, once I'm done with the 5K, you know, then then like mileage will ramp up uh, and people will be like deep into their own um, marathon training blocks. So um, I'm trying to think what are the next reviews that are coming come out. We just did the Audios Pro 3, the um, N- New Balance SC Trainer. That one's going to come out soon. I have to do the Bondi. I'll relatively soon do the Mafate. And um, I still got like an Evo ride, a Noosa Try in the closet that I haven't even filmed B-roll for yet. So those are all kind of like in the hopper, I guess. Um, And then I just ordered the Endorphin Pro 3. It won't come for another week, unfortunately. But that's okay. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it. I just don't like it when it takes a long time. (laughs) So I'm patient. Um, So there's a lot of reviews coming up um, as well. So we'll see. Mm. yeah frank says like if audible worked for any watch other than apple that'd be nice i'm yeah i'm super surprised that's not the case like if if like um who owns fitbit now is it amazon that is was google that owns fitbit like the company that owns fitbit now is huge and some of their devices have apps on them like why isn't there an audible app for that or like, or just an Android, or what is it like Google OS? Is that what's called? Watch OS? No, that's the Apple version, right? I don't know. The whatever the Google one is, like, because then you could get it on Sunto. You can get it on like the um, the Tick watches, Samsung watch, um, Fitbits. Like, there would be a lot of places that you could get Audible. That would be very appealing. I mean, because I run with two watches, an Apple Watch on one side and then, like, the watch I'm testing on the other. I wish I didn't. I wish I could just do the one. Um, But, you know, yeah. Mm, James Voss is saying that, hoping that 7.16 enough for this year's Boston cutoff. Yeah, I think 7.16 minutes of a buffer is plenty. Um, I think I suspect it'll be somewhere around five minutes. Uh, if I were to guess, I would guess it's going to be more than four and less than five. I think the buffer is going to be bigger for women than it is. Do they do separate buffers? Yeah, they do, don't they? I think if there are, I think the buffer will be bigger for women than it is. You'll need to be faster, for, relatively speaking, for a woman than a man uh, this year. That's just my suspicion. But I think seven. I I would be. I'd feel very good about seven minutes. Mm. All right. Mm, let's see. Scott says I have a registered complaint. How is that? So many of you and the believe in the run guys can run in a shoe hundred miles before it's even available because the companies send seed seed them to us first. So, like, you want to know what's really amazing is that, like, uh, when running, uh, run, what is it, Runner's World, when Runner's World reviews a shoe, the brand has to send, like, 30 pairs of shoes to them, like, three months ahead of time. Because then 
They have to get them in various sizes, give them enough time to run several runs in them, and then for them to collect their own internal thoughts and then conglomerate it and put it into a review that hits a, a publication schedule that's not like a running schedule. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's what's really crazy. Um, and so, like, one thing that you'll notice if you listen carefully to the Believe in the Run podcast is that the athletes frequently say, like, well, I email you guys because I know you guys get the shoes before I will. So that way I'll know which ones I should really bug, like my agent and my person at, you know, whatever brand about about getting shoes sooner than later. So, like, we get them first because we – not because, but, like, they get sent to us first because we help them generate buzz. Um, we usually get – I mean, I'd say maybe one-third of the time I get them early um, so that I could do this kind of running in it. But, like, I just mentioned to you that I bought the Endorphin Pro 3. Um, so, like, I'm buying that when it becomes available on the market. I wanted to buy the Endorphin Speed 3, but that's not available in the U.S. yet. It's available in the U.K., but it's not available in the U.S. yet. So I'm just going to have to wait. Because I don't really, I mean, I've been in contact with Saucony before, but, like, I don't have someone where I could be like, hey, can you send me stuff? Similar with New Balance. Although now I'm starting to work a little bit with New Balance, so hopefully that'll change. Um, Hoka, it's like I bought my Mach 5, I bought myself. They sent me some Mafates uh, and some Bondis, but, like, you know, I buy a, a few. They sent me the Tecton X a while ago. Um, but, you know, one of the other things to note is, like, not all the reviewers get them at the same time either. So, like, Robbie and Thomas had their Tecton X, like, for, like, two months before I got mine. And then when I got mine, it was still the wrong size. It was nine and a half. So I think I'm going to go out and buy a size nine in Tecton X. I mean, I could probably ask them for one, but I think I'm just going to go buy one. So um, that's not all the shoes. It's some of the shoes. For me, I can't speak for everybody. Some people do it differently. But um, that's why, because I've gotten it, like, um, like the Nova Blast 3 I got in May that was a, a unique issue because um, images were starting to leak for the shoe and some of them were wrong and so they were just like yeah why don't you just take here we have one pair of size 9 left like in like all of North America because at that point there's not that many and so he's like here feel free start running in them. So like, I mean, I could take pictures of this. I could put it on the internet. He's like, yeah, there's start images are starting to leak. So I thought I'd just get you a pair. It's like, awesome. That's great. Thanks. I love this shoe. So it works out. So there's a variety of stuff. Um, some people get very, uh, aggressive in the way that they ask this kind of question. And, um, are, I think are trying to like prove that we're not actually running a hundred miles in this shoe. I mean, I feel that people are trying to like expose us and be like, this shoe isn't even out yet. How could you make a video? And I'm like, uh, welcome to 2022. There's a very uh, well-established relationship between brands and media um, that seeds product. This has also been going on for as long as Runner's World has existed as a print publication. So I was like, this is how the industry works. This is how shoe reviews get, get done. I'm not sure how, you know, but people are like, wait, when did you get this? And you already ran 100 miles? I'm like, well... When I'm marathon training, I run 70 miles a week. So if I did it in one shoe, it would take me about 10 days. <laughs> Maybe less if I really wanted to hurry. So, like, yeah. So that's, that's, that's how it gets. We get it early. That's how. They have my address. Uh, one horsepower wants to know which Pro 3 colorway did I go with? I went with the black one, and I think it's green. It looks yellow to me sometimes, but I think it was like a Eugene World Championships colorway. Color. Color. Uh, um, Terry says any plans to come over to you and I'll probably end with this one today um, any plans to come over to UK for a race uh, none yet but um, I would love to be able to run London so I'm hoping that you know do good work with New Balance at New York this year hopefully I get invited to go run London next year that kind of thing 
other things that I've been thinking about is um, trying to find a way and hopefully like I can figure out a, what I've been trying to do is trying to pitch other brands to like send me places to do runners weekend. And I would love to be able to do like a runners weekend in the, in, in the UK and like basically go from like, uh, like start, start in London, maybe even down on the shore in Brighton kind of thing. And then maybe hook through Wales and then end up in Scotland uh that's that'd be kind of like fun thing not running the whole thing running in a place driving to another and then connecting it all and turning it into like a week-long trip um so like i haven't pitched anybody on that idea yet but uh that's something that i'd really like to do um you know doing you know meetups along the way so that's kind of like something that i've got going in my mind as like kind of like my my next big adventure that i'd really like to do just got to find like the right brand partner for that one and the reason I'd want to do it with a brand partner is one, so that way I don't have to pay for all the travel expenses myself, which I could do. But also the other thing being like, because then I have some help um, from a brand that has probably some, you know, some uh, bandwidth to help with planning and organization and stuff. And also some inside knowledge in terms of like where to go, how to travel, how to get to places, things like that. So that that is something that I'd love to be able to do for 2023. I know we're getting really late if I'm going to really put that together realistically. So who knows? Um, I'd also like, like there's races like the Great North Run, right? Great North Half, right? What's the one Ailish just announced that she's going to be running? Um, it, it calls itself the biggest half marathon in the world. That race, like that's a race that I'd like to experience. I don't know if I want to run it or film it, but one of the two. So there's like, there's things that are in my mind. That I'm thinking about, but I don't have any concrete plans yet. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to end it for today, guys. Um, let's see. Tomorrow, no video tomorrow, um, but we'll do another live stream. And tomorrow's happy hour. You know what I'm going to do? Tomorrow's Thursday, right? I'm going to try to get some local beers. There is a brewery here in town in Crystal Lake. Um, so maybe I'll try to get a growler, not to drink a growler during happy hour, but maybe I'll get a growler, maybe I'll get some local beers, get something a little bit more interesting for happy hour tomorrow. So if you guys want to join me with a recovery beverage, feel free. Uh, until then, hopefully you're safe out there on your runs, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>